1: Did I stop on your wall? You you? Now on. You do as I do. You may be all be ever in your favor. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Welcome to Geek Caring, a critical geek culture podcast where we talk about the good and the bad parts of being a chick in a male dominated environment. Hi, I'm Amanda, and with me today is my awesome, hilarious, wonderful, and still self isolating co host, Monica. Hi. Hi, Amanda. How's it going?
0: All good in the hood. Isolating hood, I would say.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you too, though. You too. Me too. Yeah. yeah. I've, we've been in the house for almost a month now. Yeah. Hashtag fact.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep. We bought some groceries yesterday, so I at least kind I mean, I was driving. That was all I did because I'm not allowed to go into the shops when it mm-hmm. comes to my weirdo boyfriend, which is great, because then he has to do the shopping. Uh Um, (laughs) Sucks to be him. Sucks to be the healthiest in this household. (laughs) It's true. Um, But yeah, I mean, to be fair, we did click and collect, so we just chose everything online, and he just had to go in, pick it up, and leave again. So much better, right? Yeah, that's pretty nice. They are totally overwhelmed, though they're like how does it
1: sure. work
0: <laughs> well you pick out groceries and we pick him up <laughs> that's how it works how it works
1: anyway how are you doing over there i'm doing really good yeah nothing to uh report in just same Thriving role. in isolation thriving all that jazz <laughs>
0: very convincing
1: (laughs) i don't know i i feel so weird like how are you doing? i'm like i'm fine yeah Mm -hmm. there's nothing going on (laughs) uh maybe one day i'll get around to fix like uh trimming my bamboo so it's healthy again maybe i'll do that today
0: yep good idea thanks we need to definitely clean the house and shit but so much work still so much work
1: i know i'm like I wish that I could be cleaning the house more but literally I'm just working the same amount that I have been working
0: yeah no no slowing down for us here
1: no still no (laughs) which is good like yay thanks
0: yay thanks (laughs) yeah thanks universe that we can still make money while others unfortunately can't but yeah yeah. we're here for fun stuff today
1: we sure are
0: what are we going to talk about tell them Mm -hmm. let them know
1: Can I let them know? Can I tell them? Tell them now. We're going to geek out about sex
0: education. Yay! Yay! And I mean not general sex education. We talk
1: about the Netflix show. Which is the best show ever.
0: Yeah. Ish. Yeah. Kind of. I mean, yes.
1: <laughs> like, seriously, it's so good, okay? It's, it's not like Buffy and it's not like Grey's Anatomy, but, like, honestly, it's the best show ever.
0: Yeah, I think it has some... It has so much depth in it for an audience that
1: I think really needs it now. That's why I think it's so great. Same. I think that, like, yes, it's maybe geared towards teenagers, but even adults, I think, will get a lot out of it.
0: Dude, I learned shit, I tell you that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, (laughs) there are things about... Yeah, Let's let's get to that. Seems like I have no idea about sex, but probably I don't. Maybe I don't. I can't know about every sex situation in every for every gender, for every sexuality, for
1: every whatsoever. So that was really enlightening for me in some areas. Yeah. No, it talked about so much, brought up so much, and it's just such a generation Z miasma of amazingness. Like (laughs) I like it so good (laughs) that should be part of
0: of whenever a trailer comes up somewhere you know like it happens in the books when you hear somebody said something about something i think that should come up the gen z miasma of everything should always come up when they this when they promote the show amanda sloan (laughs) 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 should be written underneath it Sure. I'll
1: submit it to the reviewing committee. Amazing. I love it. Yeah. So So season two is out and Monica and I have just finished it.
0: I finished it a while ago, but yes. Who finished it?
1: We finished it.
0: (laughs) To be fair, if I have blanks, that's the reason because I finished it a while ago.
1: (laughs) Uh see this was like when we talked about the witcher. You're me and I'm you. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect.
0: again that took me a while to realize what you were talking about now but i can't but I,
1: I how how long ago did it come out because i thought that i i knew that i was a few weeks late but i didn't think that i was like crazy late
0: oh january wow really that long ago yep <laughs> january seventeenth. 17th <laughs>
1: amazing um cool so that that happened that came out a, a lot a bit longer ago than i thought it did but this whole year has been kind of a blur for me so far <laughs> that is very true so like january 17th was it yesterday <laughs> <laughs> <Woo-hoo>! <laughs> that reminds me
0: of that facebook post that i that i facebook story that i saw recently made me laugh but now i don't remember what it said obviously cool story bro <laughs> hang on so, I found a Facebook story on obviously. No, I found an Instagram story when I was scrolling through Instagram, like you do. And then, and it said, for those of you who have lost track, today is Day, the 14th of May. It <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> still cracks me up when I read that. And that's exactly how I feel.
1: Yeah, I, I do agree with that.
0: I can't even imagine that we we're already a week in April. Like what the fuck, man?
1: I don't know. This is like what? Yeah, what? What? True. And like, let's just say that like my birthday is tomorrow. By the time this episode comes out, yeah. But I don't congratulate in advance. So no. um, But like, when you're listening to this episode, like, just tweet me and be like, "Happy birthday, Amanda!" But don't tomorrow. (laughs) Anyways,
0: so sex education. Topic of today It is and it's great I mean a little intro To those of you who haven't watched it Basically it starts with season 1 (laughs) As series (laughs) 2 So much in-depth knowledge about the series eh? Mm -hmm. And (laughs) we We follow along a teenage boy That's called Otis Or Otis Whatever you pronounce him Otis yeah. Um, and it's not the dog from Garfield. Oh my god, they are going loads. It's not today. even Otis, that's Odie. Oh, same old, same old. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Um, and you basically follow him around in school and all the peers obviously are his age, around so what, 15, 16 ish, I guess. I um, and in the first season, Ot- Otis' mother is a sex therapist. So, I mean, she's also a sex therapist in the second season, but, um, and it turns out that while they have a very open, like very talkative relationship about sex and she always tries to, to speak with him about his issues, he has issues masturbating and he's basically a bit grossed out by that, by himself Mm -hmm. in a weird way, whatever. And... In school, they obviously, everybody, I mean, they're 15, 16, everybody has sex and issues and no sex and a lot of issues and a lot of sex and no issues, so whatever. Um, and a colleague of, uh, schoolmate of his, who's called Maeve, they start to have their own um, sex therapy in school because Otis, obviously, as the son of his mother, has a fair amount of knowledge on the topic and has a fair amount of... Um, Therapeutic abilities—is that how you call it? Well, sure. I mean, he is doing a good job um, helping other people out with their sex problems. That's what for bucks deluxe for bucks deluxe. I mean, do we ever see how much they pay them? But I mean, (laughs) it's the mass. He make they make a lot of money. (laughs) Yeah, Um, but he's also helping them. So, like, people come back to them and pay them for their services and yeah that's basically what all the entire series is about about the ins and outs the dramas of high school kids and and all the issues around sex and love and relationships and all that jazz that literally we got covered with a condom on a banana yeah i didn't even get that but yeah (laughs) i just looked at it from afar one student of ours did it
1: yeah honestly most of my sex education back in the day came from this tv show um and there was like this old lady called sue and it was like sex talk with sue um i need to get the name of it because it was amazing (laughs) (laughs) we had a magazine that was called
0: called bravo that's
1: actually what it was called oh really sex talk with sue Wait, where did I just see that? When you say old lady, how old was she really? <laughs> okay. So, sorry, it was the Sunday night sex show. Um, and it went from 1984 to 2005. Wow. And she was born in 1930. So she what was like... Fuck? Yeah, she she was like... 70 already? 75 when, oh. when it started. Oh, wow, my um, so math is so... Right through, wait, wait. 1932 84 so that's 54 and ended 19 years later so 54 so 71 yeah 70 man math is so hard 75 so she she was from my god amanda your brain 2005 yeah so she 75 75 yeah so she was like pretty old um and like yeah, she, was, she was honestly crazy. she was amazing like um she was fr- from toronto and yeah that was uh what was she was talking nice. about everything like you could send in questions like it w- she was basically the otis of toronto <laughs> nice we had a similar thing in a magazine that was a german
0: magazine it was called the bravo they always had naked people in the bravo like full frontal and everything of course they did it's austria It was German magazine. Just saying, but yeah. Um, in hindsight, that's pretty, pretty wow. Anyway, and she was also she was they they were called Doctor Zoma, so Doctor Summer, Summer like the sun trend, whatever. Uh, and she was also answering questions, questions, relationship questions and shit. I I don't even know if it was initially a, a. A man or in the end it was a woman but I don't think it started out with her so obviously they switched Mm. but yeah you can answer you can write in questions and she answered them and I don't know about the quality of it anymore because I don't have a bravo anymore but that was my sex education and when my mom tried to enlighten me I was like I already know everything from the bravo So
1: (laughs) (laughs) nice yeah my parents never talked to me about any of this really um, after grade five, you got these like little pamphlets, and that was it. Then that was my whole conversation with my parents. Um, but yeah, Doctor Sue was like for ages. I kind of wanted to become a sex therapist because of Doctor Sue because she was so amazing. Nice. Is she on YouTube? Oh, probably. Oh, we gotta find that. Yeah, she is. She's pretty, pretty much the best.
0: She's not the life still, is she? Yep. Wow, She's nice. Yeah, nice. Like Beate so she's also, oh no, she died already.
1: <laughs> yeah, so, anyways, that's where like me and Monica learned about sex. <laughs> I, I mean,
0: I don't know how kids do it these days. I know that I've been in, uh, like, at university, we had a, uh, we could do an additional course that we need to pay for, which is basically um, basic sex education. And they were doing it way better, obviously. They had, uh, like a lot of very modern methods, how to teach the kids and, and how to how to do all that. And obviously, since they came from outside, you didn't have the problem between teacher and students, which is always an issue because you don't want to, yeah, because of authority issues and shit. So that's always difficult. That's why I think schools have problem, have an issue with, with teaching kids properly about sex and sex education. Um and they were coming, you could book them and they would come to the school and have a workshop there and then they do the program and they have like, they had um, hoo-ha pillows that they sue ma- themselves and then they had all the different variants, various penises made out of, of, of something hard, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know what the word is, you know, you can model it and then it gets hard. Oh wow. Either way, in all forms and sizes, so there were small ones and they painted it some like a bee. It was pretty funny. I really enjoyed it. But to take away the the problem of this is how a, a penis has to look and this is how uh, how a ha has to look. So so that's why they were just yeah, but you could figure out where everything was by the way they they created it. It was pretty cool. And they were pretty awesome. So, But I don't know how it it works nowadays. I should probably ask my nephew. He's 18 now. He should know.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I I have no idea how it works. Like, I'm sure that there's some kind of sex education, maybe. But then you hear so many places are just, like, abstinence only. And, like, has sex ed actually changed at all? Or has it gotten worse? Like, is it just, like, there's no sex education? And that's where a show like this comes in to so power. Like, it's such a powerful tool right now. Because, like, not only do they cover you know heterosexual sex like all the basics kind of stuff they go th- into so much in depth about like gay sex lesbian sex uh transgender um f- fetish foreplay um yeah marital problems problems like uh like intimacy problems getting i i don't know like name something and i swear yeah. they're gonna have it covered <laughs> in sex education like it's like the counter product to porn yeah. Because people,
0: kids learn from porn these days, it's one of the statistics, kind of, and sure. that's really not uh, realistic sex, and it's always like everything works in porn, and everything's great, and everybody's enjoying it, and everybody's like, woohoo through the roof! But mm-hmm. that's just not reality, and that show is so real, like, you have, as you mentioned, issues with sex, issues with relationships, and and, and not only relationships with between two people but also parental relationships and the pressure wow that's so difficult to say <laughs> and the problems that you have coming out of that also cultural issues that you have and with your sexuality it, there is so much in
1: the show it's you can't even no yeah it's like it's something that you just need to watch like yeah it's I'm going to be honest, like, when I first put it on, when the, the first season came out, I was like, okay, yeah, let's watch a show Sex Education. I have no idea what it's about, but, like, let's let's just put it on. And, like, within about t- 10 minutes, there was, like, two teenagers just doing it on the screen. And I was like, oh, okay. Because, <laughs> oh, <okay." laughs> like, I didn't really know what I was coming into, you know. Yeah. I was just like, huh, wow, that's sex. And, like, it's never, like, nudity. Yeah, Like, it's always, like, there's a lot of sex, like, a lot of sex. It's called sex education. And there is genuinely a lot of sex, masturbation, anal sex, vaginal sex. Like, there's just, like, any kind of sex that you can imagine, you're going to see it in sex education, but not graphically. That is true. Very aesthetic. Yeah. So, I don't know. I I remember talking to one of our listeners, Flame Flash, about season one when it first came out. Um, And he was like, would my teenage daughter like it? And I was like, I mean, I don't know. Like, I think she would, I, it's graphic, but not like nudity graphic, but it's pretty like, there's a lot of sex in it. And he was like, oh, I'll let her make her own decision. And I'm like, that's the kind of parenting I like to yeah, see. Yeah. Um, because I think it is geared towards teenagers. And I think that, I don't know, their, their teenager life is so different from my teenager life. Yeah. And I'm like, it is, is this what teenagers are like now? Am I out of touch? And like, yeah, I probably am a wee bit out of touch um, with how much sex is being had. But then I'm like, or was I just not having sex in high school and everybody else was? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that
0: question. I mean, you never really know, do you? No. Even people who say they don't have, they could have been having sex for ages. And also it doesn't really matter how much sex everybody else has. That's just, I think... I mean, only from what I seem to like the small bits. It's not that I get a lot of information out of my nephew or anything. There are various types of, the older you get, I think the pressure is on. Like when you're not, when you have a lot of friends around you who have been doing it already and some who are super braggy about it, like those changing girls from here and there and this and that and whatever. I can only talk about the male perspective here because my nephew's (laughs) a boy, so obviously. and then you're not one of them. Then I th- I just think that the pressure really is on. So you don't want to be kind of like, what's wrong with him? But that's something that I guess has always been a big part of, of, of growing up. Like everybody else has sex already, but I don't. Then mm-hmm. there's something wrong with me when there is really nothing wrong with you. Do
1: they even not yeah. have an, an asexual person in there as well, don't they? Yeah. 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 Asexual, Um. somebody who's interested in like cross-dressing yeah um there's the girl with the choking fetish or the fetish like to cover the person's face yeah um well that was based
0: on something different though
1: yeah yeah Yeah. but they talk about fetish like there's dirty talk and like why dirty talk can empower somebody or make them feel empowered you see it basically, you see
0: so many three things throughout the entire show with everyone. Like it's not only the students, it's also the teachers. It's it's um yeah. So much really. And we keep thinking about it. Like, oh yes, and then there's the principal and his wife, and then there's that, and then there's that, and then there's there's really it's it's amazing how, how they're doing it. And yeah, they're all super hipster, it's so cool.
1: <laughs> like it's true like it's filmed in Wales like it's a british tv show um but so this threw me off for a very long time like maybe 3 or 4 episodes of the first season uh, no that's not like a very long time but you know what i mean i was like what kind of school is this are they are they is are they british or but they're not wearing uniforms at school. So they must be American. But if they're American, why do they all have British accents? No, I was like <laughs> really confused, like trying to figure out what was going on. Because like in Britain, you have to wear a uniform at school. Like we don't have any schools here that you don't wear a uniform to.
0: I totally didn't didn't that that did never cross my mind, but I can see how you're
1: put off by this. I wasn't put off. I was just like irritated. <sighs> No, not even irritated. I was just like, where, where is this being filmed? Like, what kind of culture is this? Because it's very confusing. <laughs> it didn't bother me. I was just like, it was something kind of in the back of my mind. Like, what? But I I
0: like how, I mean, imagine it's filmed in Wales and there are mostly British actors and actresses. Mm-hmm. So they had to deliberately make a choice to not film it in, film it in uniforms. So that the broader audience can watch it because I guess otherwise
1: Yeah, they might not have.
0: A lot of countries would have not been able to identify with that mo- as much. Yeah. Whereas now the UK part UK people are out, but they probably in it for the accent or something. I don't know. Yeah, the identification. Part, for the yeah, well that. Aren't we all? <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I'm just trying to think and 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 figure out the words for the like what I want to say because it's hard to ah oh, there's just so much that I want to be like tell say and it's just like how do you just take it from my brain
0: <laughs> that's not how podcasts work mate i know <laughs>
1: what if we become
0: telepathic okay that? so i'm <laughs> going to totally out myself here okay i had no idea that douching was a thing like seriously no clue I haven't Wait. watched gay porn. I'm sorry I didn't. Probably should have. But, but I'm probably not going to film this show it there anyway. Um and the fun and, and apparently so for all of you listeners out there who have no idea about um gay like male gay sex. Apparently what you do before you do it is wash your butt out with water. Yeah, you do an anal douche. Anal douche and that's called douching.
1: And I had no idea that this was a thing. I knew it was a thing, um, but I, I I learned a lot in that episode as well. Like, I, yeah, it didn't occur to me that it was like before every time you have sex, like anal sex. I mean, I guess basically. it makes sense because
0: otherwise it's probably going to get quite gross also health-wise. Just, just a little messy, I guess.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: And then now it comes up everywhere I go. It's pretty interesting. <laughs> I'm listening to a podcast and now in that podcast they talk about... Like it's an offspring from the armchair um, expert podcast that I'm listening to. And it's called Jess and Monica love boys because they are both. Um, so one is gay and she's, she's obviously straight, but both love boys. And he's talking about his gay sex all the time. And now he's talking about douchey and all the things and hard works. And I'm like, see, now I know what it is before. I had no idea. And now it comes up all the
1: time. There you go. Look at that learning thing. Yeah. Yeah. And there's – one of the characters has vaginismus, which is, like, your when, you, when your vagina um, is really, really tight, especially when you have, like – when you're nervous or excited and, like, you can't get anything actually into it. Um, and she's, like, showing this kit that she has that's basically, like, a growing sizes of a vagina plug, mm-hmm. I guess, to, like, stretch out the inside of your vagina – And, like, at the start, she's like, yep, I can only put in the first one. Yeah. Like, it's small. It's, like, the size of your pinky finger, and that's all that she can fit in. Mm. Yeah, that was interesting as well.
0: Yeah. Also, how they solve the
1: issue. I like that a lot. Yeah. Who doesn't love a bit of mutual masturbation? (laughs) (laughs) But aside from the sex, I love the way that this show approaches and talks about, like, real issues that teenagers face. Like pressure from your parents to be on the a star athlete um and like just getting so much pressure from your parents and like you're not allowed to not do this and like self-harm and um being a child to drug addict parents Mm -hmm. and how that impacts your life and uh sexual assault is another big theme Mm -hmm. in the show especially season two it's like an underlying theme through the whole the whole season that was so great that you that that
0: you can see the process of her in the series. I don't know how much we wanna spoiler it, but I mean, I mean it was we out in January, big. so we can talk vaguely enough basically um, there was an incident on a bus with one of the girls in the school, and first of all, she was totally brushing it off, but one of the schoolmates of her made her. Um, go to the police and made her talk about it and you can see at first she was all super nonchalant about it like ah, it's not, nothing happened and and there's it's not going to help me if I go to the police or do something about it because whatever it's fine it's just my pants and then you can see how the trauma hit her basically like with more time has passed that she, she couldn't go on the bus anymore she couldn't drive anymore um, and how they solved it together as a group of girls and yeah. when they talked about how about their issues that they were all having with, with things like this, um, so I think that just makes it really clear, also for young kids or for, for, the, I guess, the target audience, our teenagers, to watch it. And, and let's be honest, probably for everyone who's gonna watch it, um, that. We're not talking that Me Too is not something we that was invented out of someone was bored and had nothing bad to do with their day, but that it's that it's a real issue that women face every day.
1: Yeah, like it's Probably. just the fact that in this in the this show, a group of high school students, like 16 year olds, and there must have been, I think, eight of them in this scene, and they all shared a moment of sexual assault. Mm. Um and I mean they're not alone. I don't think that there's there's very few women in this world who have not experienced some kind of unwanted sexual um, advances or assault or something. Um, And it does leave emotional um, and mental scars Mm. in some way. Um, But yeah, I I love what you said, Monica, about the way that the show showed the progression of it, Um, like from brushing it off to being Mm. truly traumatized. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm Yeah. it's
0: I think it's proof to see that trauma is not something that you have immediately like like the you never know what outcome something has just because somebody is not rec- reacting in the moment does not mean that they won't be affected ever at all and that's yeah. I mean, that's basically the same goes for everything you say. Like if you treat someone harshly and if you're rude to someone and if you call someone names, just because they seem to not give a shit in the moment doesn't mean they don't go home crying and don't, don't, don't are not traumatized because of it. Though it's uh, obviously a way lower bar than I'm talking. But I think it's a way lower bar that I'm talking about right now. Though I think mm-hmm. that it's just this place, um, how, how stuff like that generally can work and that there is no recipe on how what to tick off so yeah something bad happens and the person needs to freak out immediately and you need to immediately see how it goes you did some people didn't even see that there was something wrong with her for a very long time um, and only a really good friend realized that she was not driving the bus anymore after a, after a while um, while in school she was all yeah, and all is great um, so yeah yeah, yeah. Can we talk about Gillian Anderson for a second?
1: Oh, she's just a goddess, but yes, we can absolutely talk about her. <laughs> I didn't recognize
0: her at first.
1: <laughs> yeah, she's rocking the short hair, isn't she? She looks great. I mean not because of the short hair, first of all because she's blonde
0: and I mainly have her in my head as Scully, which is redheaded. Mm. Um and then she was so skinny, like compared to to.
1: The X-Files, I found. I think she, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I don't like to talk about, um, you know, people's weights. I think it's not relevant to the quality of their acting.
0: No, it's not relevant to the quality of her acting because she's an amazing actress, but she looks unhealthy. That's why I'm thinking.
1: I don't think so. And even like as a, as basically the most important grown up in this show like she's otis's mom she's a sex therapist she talks about sex really openly with her child and eventually with the school um gets herself in a little bit of trouble um because yeah well she <laughs> she,
0: no, she herself just hasn't done anything wrong in the series no. she's somebody gets her into
1: trouble basically because yeah yeah well, we're not going to spoil that, but yeah. there's a little bit of trouble. And then, like, even issues for adults, um, like, it's not just, the show isn't just for children. Like, it's not just for, not, or not children. It's not for children. For teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> Do not let your children watch this. There teenagers, are, um... yes. Children, no. Um, but things that happen with Jillian with, uh, Anderson's character are, are like, relationships with your ex-husband and the father of your child and the dynamics of that especially when he's kind of an asshole and um having like an inability to form a true romantic bond with another man um and then trying to navigate a relation like an actual real relationship with somebody that you actually love like you do fall in love and like having your little jerk of a child be a little jerk to that guy (laughs) um and like trying to figure out that and then like getting a diagnosis of perimenopause and having to talk about like and and like thinking about how that's going to start impacting your life because that's a real a real ride from what i hear the menopause yeah well perimenopause
0: (laughs) i was just looking up um and it's for 16 plus by the way so there yes no children <laughs> Yeah,
1: <laughs> At least that's what Netflix says Yeah So like Jillian Anderson's character just She goes through a lot And um, it's a But children. I think it also shows that
0: Just because it seems like You're a super awesome parent Doesn't mean that the kids naturally Experience it in the same way Like mm-hmm. um, Because not even though She wants to talk about it Or everything all the time Obviously, her her son doesn't enjoy that. And it's just the relationship between a parent and the kid is always different than what the outside perceives it to be. Like, even though the kids are like, your mother is so amazing, she talks about sex all the time. But then it's like, yeah, but you as a kid, you really don't want that
1: all the time. So, Yeah, you don't want your parents to talk about sex to you all the time. Yeah. Especially not like the intimate parts. Like, Yeah yeah always easier to get this information from like not your folks i don't know i mean yes and no
0: i can't quite put my finger on it i think telling not telling not trying to educate your kids about what's going on is definitely not helpful um Mm In this case scenario, it was obviously she wanted to talk about it all the time and have all the therapeutic discussions with her son all the time. Which is like, I think you can feel like a super guinea pig in that moment, which she apparently did. And that's why he was was acting out the way he was as well. Um, And it was basically, um, yeah, whatever, no spoilers. Um, Mm -hmm. But
1: yeah. Oh, oh, I want to talk about something else. Oh, 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 okay. I just got really excited about the character of Lily is like a total weird amazing character and she is like super into writing space alien sexy fanfic (laughs) and like acting out her space alien sexy fanfic fanfic fantasies and I'm like I just love her so much she's such a weirdo and I just think she's great but she's so weird it would be like
0: she's so fucking weird but She's still super embraced. I mean, she, as you said, she's writing that super sexy alien fanfic, and then she puts a play together, and everybody in the school is participating in that super sexy weirdo ass play. Um, so it's not like they're they're bullying her out of that, or that she's no, an she outsider, but she's just part of of all the madness that's going on in the school. Um, which is definitely something that it could be. Uh. A testament on that you don't need to exclude people because of whatever things they like,
1: for sure. And I think she's really relatable as a character as well because there are girls, like high school girls, that write erotic fanfic, and um,
0: <laughs> that's why you—that's why you have such a draw to her. <laughs>
1: I was a teenager when I wrote my erotic fanfic. You weren't. <laughs> Actually, I was. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like, I was like 18, 19, 20. Yeah. Like, so late teens. But yeah, um, but just like, just to see somebody that is just not shy at all about sharing their weird fantasies is really cool. I liked it a lot. And I think it's going to be relatable for a lot of kids. Um, I mean, just look at Tumblr just look at tumblr <laughs> if i would get it i probably would but i don't yeah, i don't i don't either thanks i'll just be with pinterest and they're <laughs> great uh, clips from tumblr which i'm like how do you see these i don't get it anyways this isn't a conversation about tumblr but and i think we need to talk about adam and eric yeah so adam is a bully who bullies Eric mercilessly. Eric has uh, has been out and gay, openly gay since he was 13 years old. And he is um, nothing short of flamboyant in his dressing. He's like always <laughs> in these printed colorful suits, not just like a shirt, friends, no like full on suits. Like mm. he is... It's like he he raided RuPaul's closet or something. I don't know. Um, well, maybe not with the dresses. I don't know. It's just like the most flamboyant outfits ever. And yeah, he's he is, is Out, out. He's super. He is, he so is like out. super out. Yeah. <laughs> Which is really refreshing to see in like somebody who is so unapologetically themselves in yeah. high school. Yeah. Um, like it's it's super cool. But Adam treats him like shit and uh it just bullies him mercilessly. Mm. Um and There's some interesting. uh, Shall we go into a little bit of spoilers here? Because I feel like after this, I want to talk about their relationship. In generally, already also happened in season one, I think. Yeah.
0: So I think it's fine.
1: Okay. We're just going to talk like a little bit spoiler zone, like not super spoilers, but kind of spoilers. Also, January.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So if you haven't watched Um, it until now, then your problem. But yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So at the end of season one, we see, uh, Adam and Eric in detention together and, uh, Adam ends up giving Eric a blow job, yep. which was a bit surprising because for like, Eric, obviously very much, very much so. <laughs> yeah. And like, as the audience as well, it was like, didn't actually see that coming. It was like, mm-hmm. this guy is just an absolute asshole to Eric. And all of a sudden, oh, his, wow. Okay. That's some, uh, blow jobs happening there. Mm-hmm. Um, and this starts them off on this weird kind of relationship, but not like it, yeah. it got like a really strained kind of what the fuck's going on. Adam gets shipped off to military school um, because he's, I mean, he's not just an asshole to Eric. That's like, that's like main bully territory, but also Adam's just kind of an asshole. Mm-hmm. Um and I guess if, with when you really look at what's going on in Adam's life, can you blame him? Like, his dad's the principal, and his dad's, like, the most sexually repressed and emotionally repressed man I've ever had, like, seen in my life. And yeah, a like, very authoritarian as well. Authoritarian, I mean. yeah. And just, he's, like, the epitome of toxic masculinity. I think he's, ju- you can see just very well that it doesn't
0: mean that because bullies are bullies, doesn't, it mostly means that they're doing something else when they bully people it's like not that they're just they decided they had a great life and then they decided i'm going to be an asshole to everyone but the opposite is actually true that they have their very own very intensive struggles and i think that's what the show really shows very well as well yeah um
1: but yeah eric and adam eric and adam so through season two um you see adam's character a lot more and like in a different light like he's not any any longer just the bully and the class asshole like he's you see the background you see his family life you see why he's like this and that he really does just want to make his parents happy but he gets like stonewalled by his dad and his mom is a bit preoccupied with the fact that her marriage is loveless mm. and um I mean there is zero communication in that house about anything
0: so yeah, that's awful so that's really also why I think that the mom, I think the mom would, but she couldn't because there is no culture of communication in the household whatsoever. So it's routines, it's orders, it's, that's what you got to do. And when you fall out of that very narrow, um, th- very narrow frame, then then that's when you, you get punished, you get chipped away and and
1: you get basically also treated like shit. Um, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So Adam, he's been kicked out of school by his dad. He's been kicked out of military school because he caught two of the students uh, being gay together um, and they managed to plant pot on him and uh, he got kicked out of that. So he's back home. His dad's an asshole and he's got himself a job at the corner store um which he was doing really well at Mm. and then the key didn't work in the door and the place got robbed overnight and he got fired and you just feel really bad for adam Mm. like he's just trying so hard to be a good person and it just like shit's just getting thrown in his face Mm. um and then you've got this whole like he's trying to be with eric which is weird um like and he's up, also not openly out. So, yeah. So it's like midnight strolls and kisses and smashing things. And it's really awkward. And like Eric's like, what's going on? Why are you like this? Mm. And then Eric gets himself a boyfriend, um, Rashim, who's the new exchange student from France, who also gives a lesson on douching. So, very yeah. important. Very, very gay comparison to Adam. Yeah, and like he saw Eric, and Eric isn't the only openly gay person in the school. Like the only only opening openly gay um, man in the school, or teenage boy um, in the school. But Rasheem wanted Eric, mm-hmm. so they became a couple, and it's really cute. But like Eric is so, or Rasheem is so serious, and Eric is so not. Yeah. like, he's just super flamboyant into musicals. He plays the French horn, or yeah, the French R- horn. horn. Trum- no, it's not trombone. It's a French horn. Oh, he just um, called him trombone. Yeah, Adam called him tromboner. Tromboner. Because he thinks it was funny. Yeah. Which, I mean, it kind
0: of is. I mean, in Afterthought, it's especially funny, I guess.
1: Yeah. But, yeah, so Eric ends up making a choice, and he says to Adam, like, you tormented me for years. I can't be you seen Like, I can't be with you. It's it's awful. Like it's not right because you were so horrible to me for so long. And so he's like happy with Rashim, And then at the end, um, Adam's mom, after she's kicked out Adam's dad and Adam's like, but you know, can't we like let dad back in like, and, and be together again? And his mom was just like, no, like, we have lived in a loveless house. And she said, and I wrote it down because we're going to use it for a quote because it was so fucking amazing. She said, you have to let the people know that you love them. And I was like, why? And she goes, because you're alive. Hmm. And I was like, yeah. So Adam is like, holy shit. I need to let Eric know that I love him. And he (laughs) runs to school. Like everybody runs in this show. It's amazing. And he runs to school and he like jumps on the stage and he's like, that one theater in life. Yeah there was
0: a the play was in motion already for a while
1: yeah it was like the climax of the school of the school play this like literally Rome, romeo <laughs> romeo and juliet in a sex space odyssey which like it's just like how this is amazing but what and he professes his love to eric on the stage and eric is just like I mean, yeah, okay. he's so
0: cute, he didn't say a lot. He what he said was, I want to hold hands with you, which is the cutest thing I've ever heard. So and yeah, and then they ran off will you together.
1: Hold my hand. Yeah. So Eric's like, yes, and then they go and they finish the play, but poor Rashim gets up and like he's there and he's like, Oh for fuck's sake, and he like just
0: Yeah.
1: I my heart broke for Rashim because I'm like, if that was not fair, or Raheem, sorry, it was not fair to him, but I I get it in a way, like the decision that Eric made because Adam made his heart sing, not Raheem.
0: Yeah. Curious how that's gonna go. Yeah. And during some somewhere in between those lines, Adam came out as bisexual to someone. Yeah. I don't remember to who, but he told someone that he's bi.
1: I think it was Eric, wasn't
0: it? Don't remember.
1: It could have been Ola. Maybe. And Oh, his friendship with Ola. And she was like, I love you. Mm. And he was like, I don't think of you that way. And she was just <laughs> like, but you're my friend. I love you as a friend. And, and Adam was just like, I've never had a friend before. Just like grabs her in a hug. And I'm like, this poor boy. Like, yeah. he just he just wants some love. And he doesn't know what to do with it because he's in such a loveless house. Yeah. Oh, so Anyways so many things just even even just with him and as much as i didn't like him in season one i think he might have been my favorite character progression over series two
0: yeah i think you can just see so much behind the scenes in that show like if yeah. you i wonder often if people always would also would see it without paying attention because obviously we pay more attention to things like this and are more aware and stuff like this happen happens or if it's yeah
1: yeah i don't know i don't know
0: but maybe by addressing everything in general like emotionally physically uh relationship wise culturally there are so many things that are just addressed on the go so probably that's going to help normalize a lot of that stuff
1: Mm -hmm. um there's another character viv who's like the smartest girl in school And she has decided that she doesn't actually want friends. She wants to save making friends until she's in college or university. And she just wants to focus on her studies and become smarter. And like anything else is just a distraction. And that is until she gets asked to tutor Jackson, the star of the swim team. um, And they start having this like weird friendship that's like based on... Uh, how did it start? She wanted. What was she giving him? Was it tutoring? And he was telling, uh, teaching her how to flirt. Yeah, because um, she was with-
0: into one of the guys in the science thing that she was at, or whatever they were doing. So they the were the quiz team. What? What? The quiz team. Yeah. Um. And he, she was into him, but she couldn't talk when she was around him because he was just so awesome in her eyes. And yeah. um, Jackson tried to help her with that in exchange for tutor ring i guess
1: i know it was in exchange for teaching or helping him learn the lines of his play yeah wasn't it yeah yeah cuz she was already his tutor and then they yeah made that exchange and their relationship has like evolved to be such a true friendship and she like told the guy that she had a thing for that like really he was not that cool and everybody he's into one thing like he can do one thing well and that's a rubik's cube and she was like Flip's sake, everybody knows that. And she just like brushed him off. This is after like she has to go and have a masturbation break in the bathroom (laughs) thinking about him. (laughs) Like before they go on stage. Like uh, it's so good. But um
0: I don't know. I'm not sure if the Jackson and Viv situation is only that. Like from her side for sure.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Um, but there's definitely a friendship there and they I think they both Grown so much as characters like he was Just the star athlete until he's Really not into being the star I athlete I think what you
0: see with Jackson is That he's actually Even though he seems like the star athlete He actually as a person is Not at all like he's no. He he does so Many things that's not that, that Star athletes usually As a stereotype don't do Like he's dating Maeve who's Like in In School hierarchy not on top of his on his level where he where the school perceives him to be, but he doesn't give a mm-hmm. shit. So and he falls for Maeve and he wants to be with her. Um, and he he makes so many decisions that is not something that usually, um, because the sc- school athletes are often like lifted to the very top of the food chain when it comes mm-hmm. to to to. I don't know, popularity and hierarchy and whatever um, in, in the school system. But he just, you, he seems like he does, but then he does so many things that are not at all like that, which I think also opens up the perception that they're all just about the fame and the glory and the being amazing and popular and all that jazz. He just wants to do what makes him happy. And that's, Yeah, may for a while, and then that's the acting for a while, which is also he gets a lot of shit for, um, Mm -hmm.
1: and still fights it because he loves it. He loves to do it, and yeah, and there's a lot of pressure from his parents too, um, which are uh, two two women, lesbian parents Mm -hmm. as well. Um, So it's just like normalizing various family Mm -hmm. types as well, which is so so good. Um, But he's getting a lot of pressure from one of his moms about swimming Mm -hmm. because turns out that like that's where she feels like she can connect with him the most except all he feels is just this pressure to be something that he's not and something for her um and he ends up like smashing his hand on purpose in between some free weights or uh, like weights on a weight machine and severely injuring his hand because the pressure to be this perfect poster child for the swim team and for his parents got to be too much Mm -hmm. and when eventually he shares this with his friend Viv that like that's what he did she was like that's not okay Jackson like you need to seek help and he was like got really defensive and was like no I don't and ended his friendship with Viv who Viv then went and told his parents what happened and so they talk like openly about therapy and going on the right like antidepressants to try to you know medicine for for your mental health like Normalizing that side of everything as well. Like, I cannot praise this show enough for what it's doing.
0: That is very true.
1: All well, all these teenagers are having sex.
0: <laughs> there is so much in this show. It's hard to not identify in one way or the other. I guess. Yeah. I think that's also the reason why it's so popular because I don't know. People started watching it, and you could see it everywhere on social media. It was like,
1: oh, sex education is the best. It's amazing. Yeah. Like. I don't know. If you haven't watched Sex Education and you're listening to this show, like stop what you're doing and just binge it this weekend. Yep. Um, Yep. There's what, 16 episodes, I think. Yep. It's not a lot. It's totally doable in one, one weekend. Just like seriously stop <laughs> what you're doing. Right now. Ask, well, finish listening to this episode. Stop what you're doing and binge all 16 episodes because just you won't regret it. Yep. That's it. That's it, that's that's it. I, I cannot express my love enough for this show. I think we don't have to add anything more to that. If you like this episode of Key Caring, why not leave us an iTunes review? You can also find us on social at KeyCaring and over on KeyCaring.com. This show is brought to you by
0: Dragon Powered Studios. Find more at dragonpoweredstudio.com